Hey, today we're going to chat about songwriting, specifically lyrics. Lyrics are super important to our song and they can be kind of hard to write. So today I want to unpack a really, really popular song by Billy Joel because I was listening to it the other day and I was just blown away by his lyric writing. I thought, man, there's some really good lessons in that song. So it's less of a how do you come up with lyrics and more of a kind of do's and don'ts list of, of your lyric writing and just some things to kind of keep in mind when you're coming up with those lyrics. And we're going to do that with a Billy Joel song. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of That Studio and this podcast from Musician to Artist is just here to help musicians just go next level with wherever you are at. So one of those things is songwriting, just how do we write better songs? And the best way, not the best way, a really good way is through lyrics. So many people are into lyrics, like so many people just focus on the lyrics and it doesn't really matter what the melody is or what the music is often, it's the lyrics that they really connect with. I'm the other way, I'm very much... I, the music needs to be right. The storytelling and the music needs to be great as well as the lyrics. But for some people, it's just the lyrics. So it's kind of an important thing to get right. So we're going to have a look at uh, some do's and don'ts. And unfortunately, most of my list was don'ts, which I was a bit upset about because I like to be optimistic and I like to look forward. But there was a lot of don't do this, don't do that. So we'll try and fit some do's in there and keep it nice and balanced and not too negative. I'm not the hugest fan of Billy Joel. I've tried quite a number of times to kind of get into him, but I don't love it. But this song, Piano Man, um, my daughter's learning piano at the moment. Like, oh, that'd be a cool song to learn. Why don't you have a listen to this song? Um, That little riff's kind of cool, Uh, very iconic. And I was just listening to the words going, man, I know exactly what he's talking about, even though he hasn't said it at all, if that makes sense. And I think that is the key to really good songwriting. So the notes I've written down here is don't be too literal. Don't be too specific, but don't be too broad, generic, and clever either. So there's finding that that balance. So don't be too literal. I think one common mistake is we just we write exactly what we're thinking. We write exactly what we want to say, which leaves no room for interpretation from our audience. So the the strongest power we have in songwriting is to let the other person write it for themselves. That way, Whatever you're singing about resonates with them on a personal level. If we're too literal and we tell them the exact thing, they can't relate in this unless they've been through the exact same circumstance as you. So being too literal will kind of really box who your audience is going to be and who will actually connect with the music. If you can write the concept, uh, the exact same concept that you're feeling, but if you can write it in such a way that kind of opens it up for interpretation, then you win. So Disney are the kings at this. They do this better than anyone. That lyric uh, in Frozen where it says we finish each other's and then they say sandwiches instead of sentences. But then the other guy says, that's what I was going to say. It's like, oh, it it all happened without it happening. And um, Olaf does as well when he says um, in summer, I just want, I'll be a, or I want to, he says cuddle, but everyone knows that he'll just be a puddle. So that's sort of where they don't actually say it, but you say it as a listener and it means that you have some ownership because you actually created that. Does that make sense? So you actually, you filled in the blank, which means it's it's your thoughts rather than just being told something, you feel something yourself. So we're going to get into this song now before I just ramble for this whole episode. So Piano Man, it's nine o'clock on a sad day, the regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin. 
So what he's basically just said there is we're in a bar, we're in a club. And the other, the thing I want to just preference about this, if you've heard Billy Joel talk about what this song actually means and that's different to what I say, then that is precisely what I'm talking about in that it's interpretable different. If, if this is totally different and I'm reading it wrong, then I've made that up myself and that's powerful. That's really, really good songwriting. So if you've heard a commentary or something of this song and you're like, man, you are so wrong about that, that's the point. But I just want to bring out some some thoughts around this, okay? So he's talking about alcohol. He's talking about that it's a Saturday night. He's talking about there being regulars. So we're obviously in a pub. All that to say, we're in a pub. So that's such a better lyric than Saturday night, I went down to the pub and the same people were there. That's kind of, that would be far too literal because you're like, oh, I didn't go to a pub on Friday night. You know what I mean? He's kind of, he's kind of saying it without saying it. Uh, the next man, he says, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes, but it's sad and it's sweet and I knew it complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. So instead of saying, there's this song that I knew when I was younger, can you play that? He's like, can you sing me a memory? Because we can relate to the fact that that music triggers emotions and memories. We can remember songs from our childhood and when we hear them, it does something to us. So to say, to say it like that makes us go, oh, I know that feeling. I love that. Um, and then I just love the bit where he says, I think the whole, when I was listening to this song, the reason I wanted to pull it up is because of this line, when I wore a younger man's clothes. So instead of saying back when I was younger, he says, can I wear a young man's clothes? It's, it's, it's kind of telling you what he means. It means when he was younger, but the way he's saying it makes you think about it and you draw those dots yourself. Because some people might go, what, did he used to dress trendy as a grandpa? Maybe that's how some people tell me, oh, yeah, I know those people who dress trendy. But oh, I believe he's saying that when he was a younger person, but he's saying that without saying that. So you have to, you have to come up with that yourself. Now, John at the bar is a friend of mine and he gets my drinks for free. He's quick with a joke or a light up your smoke, but there's some place that he'd rather be. He says, Bill, I believe this is killing me. He's a smile ran away from his face. Well, I'm sure that I could be a movie star if I could get out of this place. So again, he's kind of talking about the fact that he's wearing a mask. So he's in a pub. He's really, really great. Gives you free drinks. He's there for you. But at the end of the day, he doesn't want to be there. And I think that's kind of the picture of this lonely drinking at night mentality is that it's kind of a mask for what we'd be rather be doing. So he's, he's, he's highlighting Bill and the fact that, you know, that that's so common from so many people, but he hasn't specifically, again, hasn't specifically said it. He hasn't been too literal, hasn't been too specific to say, Bill doesn't want to be here. He's kind of like, he's hidden it in the way that he's saying it. But again, it's really relatable and we can kind of put our own story into that. But again, to talk about this loneliness uh, and this emptiness and this mask wearing without actually saying that's what he's doing is super clever, but not not so cryptid that you don't understand. Like it's, it's easy enough to understand without being exactly what it is. Awesome. Now, Paul is a real estate novelist who never had time for a wife and he's talking with Davey who's still in the Navy and probably will be for a while. So now we're talking about people that have nobody. So they're in the pub that night because they don't have a wife or they're in the Navy. So they don't have a life. They're always working out at sea, whatever. And the waitress is practicing politics as a businessman slowly gets stoned and they're sharing a drink they call loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. So what he's saying is that everyone is alone there. The waitress is alone. The businessman is alone. The guy from the Navy is alone. Uh, his mate, Paul is alone. 
but then he's saying they're all drinking this alcohol that you do when you're lonely and sad, but that's better than being alone. But they are alone. It's just magic. It's magical. Are you getting anything from this? It's, it's, it's about like painting a picture using words that don't exactly say it. It's super, super clever. This is the next bit, which I think is awesome. The piano, it sounds like a carnival and the microphone smells like a beer. And they sit at the bar and put bread in my jar and say, man, what are you doing here? So he's kind of now the same as everyone else. He's lonely. He wishes he was in a bigger, better place without that, you know, he doesn't want to be using that old mic with that old piano. He, he believes more for himself. He's there because he's lonely, just like everyone else. So they've kind of painted this picture of a pub and kind of the sadness that is kind of around people being lonely and wanting more and, and living a life that they don't really feel fulfilled in and kind of all been in this place together. And he's, he's kind of that's the song that he's written without just saying straight up, I'm super lonely. I wish I was big in this. Like he could have written a song that says that I'm just stuck in a dumb pub with all these lonely, depressed people playing these songs for next to no money. I should be in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it says it differently. How, how many, how many different ways? I feel like I've said what I need to say and I hope it's kind of resonated with you. So just a couple of couple of points around this. Don't be too literal with your songwriting. Make sure you're not saying exactly what you want to say. The best way to think of this is tell tell your audience two plus two because their audience will then say, well, that's four, and then they own the song. If you just come out and say four, then they just, okay, there's nothing left for them to interpret. So give them two plus two. Don't give them four. Don't be too literal. Don't be too specific, but don't, also be too clever and too, I don't know, too crafty. Like Billy Joel nailed it here where he's kind of, he's hidden some things in clever ways of saying it, but not so much. He like, what are you talking about? Like you can, you can figure it out quite easily, but it still, it still takes you figuring it out, but it's easy enough to do. So hopefully that's a couple of tips around uh, songwriting. I haven't got anything super practical as in do this, do this. Just a couple of things to think about when you're writing your lyrics and and I guess, like everything else, it's just going to take practice. So you might, I reckon, try this, but it might take a while to get good at it. Billy Joel is a very, very good songwriter. Um, whoever's writing the Disney stuff, really, really good songwriters. And they've had just had practice doing it. So just look over some of your songs you've written, maybe. If you find they're too uh, literal, you find they're giving away all of a story and not allowing your audience to interpret that story, maybe just see if you can rejig some stuff. Try and come up with a theme and write some different different verses that say the same thing in a different way and see if you can kind of craft uh, craft this way of songwriting. And I guess along with that comes these really good rhymes and stuff because you don't have to use the exact word that you want. You can figure out a different way to say it and that might actually phrase better as well. So I hope you got something out of this. I have a songwriting guide that you can download if you want to help with your songwriting. So it's kind of a, I reckon there's a, there's a box to songwriting um, as in, I think there's certain things you can do within your songs to make them, to give you the best chance of people connecting with them. So one of them is is writing these lyrics that people actually have to finish the sentence for you or come up with their own interpretation. That's one of those things that I reckon are in this box. Um, there's a whole bunch of them around uh, rhythm and structure and all sorts of things. So I've got a down, I've got a download, I've got a guide you can download if you want a little cheat sheet around songwriting and just to give you a guide 
to get you started. That's linked below. Or you can head to dotadate.com forward slash artist and there's a bunch of free resources there. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me. Subscribe to the channel if you like this sort of content. If you're into songwriting or anything else that kind of takes your musicianship into being a recognized artist, that's what I'm all about here at the podcast. So uh, leave me a comment if you got something out of this, like the video, and I'll see you in the next one.